This is the Redeemed Christian Church of God, more than conquer perish. In the last few days, God has been bringing his word to us on the topic, God will do new things. God will do new things in our lives, in our home, in our family. God will do new things. I pray for you in this month, my God will do new things in the mighty name of Jesus. He will do new things in your family. He will do new things in the church in the name of Jesus. The Lord will stir up the heart of all his children. The Lord will fight for you in the name of Jesus. Now, turn your Bible with me to the book of 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel. Now, we have been looking at God will do new things. Now, with that being said, one of the, we have looked at a series of new things that God has done in the last few days. We have looked at how God parted the Red Sea. It was a new thing that had never been done. We have looked at how dry bone leaves and they became an exceeding great famine uh, that bought in the book of Ezekiel 37. These are all new things. We also look at how God, how God permitted the sun and the moon to stand still for Joshua to avenge his enemy. It has never been done before. And so this morning we are going to look at another new thing that God, uh, you know, uh, uh, did in the land of Israel. And not only that, and also in your life. And every of these new things we look at, God will put them, God God will will make them to begin to speak for your good and for the good of your family in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All right. Now, uh, uh, in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 17, now the Philistines gathered together their armies to battle. Anything that may gather together this month, this morning to battle, to battle or to fight you and your household. The Lord will deliver you from them all and you are victorious over them in Jesus' name. You will not be afraid. I will not be afraid. Now, and we are gathered together at at Shukor, which belonged to Judah, and pitched between Shukor and Azekah in Ephes Diamond. And Saul and the men of Israel, we are gathered together and pitched by the valley of Ella, and set the battle in array against the Philistines. And the Philistines stood on a mountain on, on one side, and Israel stood on a mountain on the other side, and there was valley between them. Now, and there went out a champion out of the camp of the Philistines, named Goliath of Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span, and he had an helmet of brass upon his head, and he was armed with a coat of mail, and the weight of the coat was 5,000 shekels of brass, and he had grips of of brass upon his legs and a target of brass between his shoulders, and the staff of his spear was like a weaver beam, and his spear's head weighed 600 shekels of iron, uh, and one bearing a sheet went before him. 
and he stood and cried unto the armies of Israel and said unto them, Why are ye come out to set your battle in array? Am not I a Philistine? Ye and ye servant to Saul. Choose you a man for you and let him come down to me. Now, if he be able to fight with me and kill me, then we will be your servant. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then shall ye be our servant. You will not be a servant to the enemy. God will not leave you at the mercy of the enemy. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Now, he went on to say, and the Philistines said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. When Saul and all the Israel heard those the words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Now, that is one part of it. So what would, is the new thing that God want to do? The new thing that God want to do in this case was that God want to bring down the head of Goliath by using a young boy, a 17-year-old boy. Now, this story, the situation reveals so many things. Um, it reveals that this is a national disgrace because the, the armies of Israel were already scared. They were already afraid. Their leader, uh, you know, King Saul, was also of no help. The armies, none of the armies were bold to confront the situation before them. And so they were all fidgeting and, uh, you, know, uh, you know, looking for, for, for safety. Now, but something happened. You know, normally when nations fight with each other, there is not that one man will rise up and say he's going to represent the nation. This was a unique case. That you know, if you look at the history of the, 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 the history of the Bible or event that has happened in the past, we hear nations fight, but not like say one king will say, okay. Uh, the king of Israel and the king of Syria, only the, the kings will fight themselves. No, it is not like that. It is everybody, so people colliding after each other. But then this one was a unique case because God wanted to do something. This was a case where Goliath, and the Bible described how big this man was. Uh, you know, he was six foot tall. There was somebody carrying, the, you know, she, the, you know, uh, you know, shit before him, you know, the Bible describes how iron were upon, you know, between his shoulders and his feet, you know, his chest is, you know, the iron that covers and so many other descriptions. So this man decided to represent the entire Philistine. So the question is, who then will represent Israel? Ideally, the man that should represent Israel will be King Saul. Because all the Philistines was asking for was just one man to fight against them. But there was none. Because King Saul himself, he has lost the battle. I pray for you this morning. You will not lose your touch with God. Amen. When God depart from the life of a man or a woman, then that man begins to lose battles, both physically and spiritually. 
I pray in this month, my God will not depart from you. You will not lose battles in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Now, but then, as this man began, so we saw that the situation now at this point was one, a national disgrace. It was a national disgrace to the people of Israel. The entire nation was put to ridicule by just one man. Number two, we could see here is that, you see, the name of God was at stake. It was like a battle between the God, God, the almighty God with capital G and the gods. So it was not just, the battle wasn't just about Israel and the Philistine fighting. It's beyond that. Now, so it was a battle between, it's like saying battle between good and evil. It was a battle between the almighty God and all the gods of the Philistines. And Philistines are known to be people who had a lot of gods. They had so many gods, the small, small gods. Now, so now then number three, it was the defilement of the armies of Israel. Number four, this situation reveals bondage. It reveals fear. Number five, it reveals bondage, it reveals fear, because when the army of a nation is captured, the entire nation is captured. The army is like a defense system. Brothers and sisters, fathers, you are like a defense system to your family. Don't allow the enemy to break the defense system. The armies were defense to the entire nation of Israel, but they have been defied. Mother, you are like a defense system in your home. Don't allow the enemy to break into you know to break into your into your system. As a church, we are a defense system to the society, and that's why we cannot afford to 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 be lackadaisical. We cannot afford to be lukewarm. We cannot afford to just uh, do things anyhow. We must come closer to God because we are defense mechanism against evil in the land. But then when the people that should rise up and defend, they were all hiding because of fear. And so we moved to the next part and that was where the Bible tells us something. And when, I mean, when Saul, verse 11, when Saul and all Israel heard those words of the Philistines, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. And now David was the son of, of that Ephrathite of Bethlehem, Judea, whose name was Jesse, and he had eight sons. And the man went among men, went among men for an old man in the days of Saul. And the three eldest sons of Jesse went and followed Saul to the battle. And the, and the names of his three sons that went to the battle were Ella, the firstborn, the next unto him, Abinadab, and the top Shammah. David was the youngest, and the three elders followed Saul. Now, see, it, it is down. This story is very broad. But in this first day of the month that God has promised to comfort you, 
something happened that will bring deliverance, which was a new thing. If you check the entire history of the Bible or what God has done that were documented in the Bible, it has never been done that God brought deliverance to a whole nation. And I mean, I mean, five and his own case was quite different from that of Joseph. This one, this was a small boy standing up to take upon himself the ridicule of God, to take upon himself the ridicule of the armies of Israel, to take upon himself the reproach of Israel as a, as a, a, of a boy of 17 year old. So David, the Lord raised David up because he wanted to do new things that will be recorded. God wanted to prove to Goliath and to the Israelites and to the Philistines and to all over the world until now that though you are big, you call yourself big, but I can pull you down with just a small pain. And so God didn't need entire army. He didn't need somebody who was as tall as Goliath to achieve his purpose. He wanted to do something new by bringing out a small boy called David. Another funny thing about this is that David had no experience. He was not trained. He wasn't an army. He was a shepherd. Shepherd, uh, you know, shepherd, they only look after sheep. He doesn't know how to shoot arrow. And so, you know, there are a lot of things that David, so David wasn't supposed to even be part of this case but because God wanted to do something new. Now, now, come with me to uh, verse 36. I mean, verse 35. And I went out after him. This was now David recounting his own experience. In this month, recount the goodness of the Lord. Take this first day and recount the goodness of the Lord. Then you will see God doing new things for the rest of the month. Even if you didn't ask anything from God today and just say, Lord, I thank you for your mercy that kept me alive. I thank you for my household. I thank you for your church. I thank you for our nation. I thank you for that we have food to eat. I thank you for your word you are sending unto us. I thank you for the revival hour. I thank you for my brothers in the faith. I thank you for my sisters in the faith. I thank you see, take this take today and recount all the goodness of the Lord and then see the salvation of the Lord in this month. Now, David said, and I went after him and smote him and deliver it out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and smote him and slew him. Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he has defiled the armies of the living God. Now, he has defiled the armies of the living God. He has defied the armies of the living God. He has defied the armies of the living God. David said, moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paws of lion, God that saw you through January, that same God will see you through the month of May. The God that saw you through the month of February, that same God will preserve you in the month of May. The same God that fought for you in the month of March, 
That same God will fight for you in the month of May. The same God that prevented calamity and crisis in your life, in your family, in the church last month, that same God will preserve you in this month. Praise the Lord. Now I said, and out of the paws of the beard, he will deliver me out of the hands of this Philistine. And so said unto David, go and the Lord be with thee. Brethren, the new thing that God is said to do in your life in this month, the new dawn that is about to bring about, what will bring about it is that you must take today and appreciate him for what he has done. So today is thanksgiving. Appreciate him for his faithfulness. Take pen and write all that he has done. Then watch how God will pull down the head of Goliath that may be ahead of you in this month. Watch how God will pull down the heads of your enemy. And today, even as we wait on God, I pray in the name of Jesus, any situation that represents disgrace in your life, God is bringing them to an end in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. God is bringing them to an end in the name of Jesus. So any situation that represents national disgrace in our nation, today as we cry to God in the place of prayer and thanksgiving, in the place of worship and the word, God will turn them around to favor us in the mighty name of Jesus. Anything that might defy the church of God, today as we stand in the gap, in the name of God, in the name of the almighty God, the Lord of hosts will pull their head down in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Now, so brethren, you are going to pray. In this first day of the month, what is it that you are going to pray about? You are not praying to pull down Goliath's head. We are going to thank God for God pulling down the head of Goliath. You are going to thank God for what God did for you. Now, I want you to take a few minutes and begin to talk to God. Begin to say, Father, I thank you for your goodness in my life and in my family. If you are here this morning and you have not made Jesus your Lord and Savior, I want you to know that each day on its own is full of its own challenges. But when you commit your life into the hand of Jesus, Jesus is able to rescue your soul. So you are here this morning, you have not made Jesus your Lord and Savior. I want you to open your mouth this morning and open up your heart and repeat after me and say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for dying for me. Today, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Forgive me my sins. Write my name in the book of life. Today, I accept you with the whole of my heart. Cleanse me from every iniquity. Fill me with the Holy Ghost. For in Jesus' most powerful name, we have prayed. Father, I lift up as many that have prayed this prayer. I pray, Lord, forgive them their sins. Write their name in the book of life. For in Jesus' most powerful name, we have prayed. Everything that you are trusting God for in this month, are you trusting God for job placement? Are you trusting God to embark on the mission project? Are you trusting God even for open doors? Are you trusting God for, for you to be closely drawn to him? Are you trusting God for revival? Whatever glorious thing you are trusting God for, they are granted unto you in Jesus' name. Father, we give you all the praise. Thank you for sending your word unto us this morning. For in Jesus' mighty name, we are afraid.